to me, okay, to me. Ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it is, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky yeah. and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then yeah. feel like pretty cool and all that. Or I can make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, you know, that, my friend, is very hard to do and you have to train you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it it's there the expression of the human body i mean the everything i mean you know not just the hand and when you're talking about combat well i mean if, if it if it is a sport now now you're talking about something else you have regulations you have rules but when you're talking about fighting as it is oh, with no rules, real fighting well then baby you better train every part of your body I'm not surprised, mother... I'm not impressed by your performance. What's up? Where you at, George? I like Big Dumb McCartney pulling me about, folks. That's how I like to roll. You feel me? Nobody gonna take this bed. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm proud for fighting you. For you. Don't bring the dog out of me. I'm the man of the hour, Joe. Too sweet to be sour. What you see is what you get, and what you don't is better yet. I fight for the fans. I wanted to keep fighting as long as it took, and I wanted to win this title. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. I did it. I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Running water never grows stale, so you got to just keep on flowing. Aloha, Penn Nation. You're now tuned in to yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio. As always, guys, I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Got another great show lined up for you guys tonight. As we usually air, Wednesday evenings, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Tonight, we're bringing you a bit of a different show, compensating for the holiday, Thanksgiving coming up. We're doing a very special Tuesday night edition of BJPenn.com Radio. We are the Fighter's Voice. And we're all about giving these athletes a platform to speak their minds without any bias. We're also the voice of you guys, the fans. We greatly appreciate all the love and support, Penn Nation. Please keep it up. Two very special guests this evening. First up, 8.15 p.m., he'll be joining us live, unlike many of our previous shows. But because of the holiday, as I said, trying to compensate for Thanksgiving, he's going to join us live. UFC welterweight, devastating knockout artist, good friend of BJPenn.com. I'm talking about Platinum Mike Perry. The fight with uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio is coming up. That'll be December 16th, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, December 16th. That's going down in Winnipeg. Up in Canada, the Great White North. We're going to chat a bit about that fight. Got a lot to discuss in regards to a lot of call-outs. 
that are being sent the way of Platinum Mike Perry. And he's had plenty to say himself about some recent events, uh, wanting to step in short notice to save some cards, save a fight rather. One fight in particular, willing to move up and wait to do so. So a lot to discuss with him. Always an entertaining conversation. I have no doubt this will be the same. First guest coming up here in just a few minutes, a little over 10 minutes, Platinum Mike Perry himself. Closing out tonight's show, as I said, we have two, de- two guests for this special edition of BJPenn.com Radio. Closing out tonight's show, the legend himself, our captain, the prodigy, BJ Penn. He's going to give us an update on what he's got planned, what he's been up to. We're going to recap the fight with Dennis Seaver just a little bit. He's going to talk about some very interesting uh, information that came to light leading up to the to the fight with Dennis Seaver. And we're going to get his take on some of MMA's hottest topics in the news right now. Great to hear from BJ. Awesome conversation. The captain himself, the man who is our namesake, BJ Penn, will be on the show this evening. So, as I said, two guests, short show this week, but hey, it's it's Thanksgiving week and everybody's looking forward to get com- getting comatose on some turkey uh, on Thursday, if you're from the States, of course. At the end of the show, I'll probably tell you guys what I'm thankful for, but you don't want to hear that now. <clears throat> we'll briefly, briefly touch on some news. Good friend of BJPenn.com, Volkan Ozdemir, arrested on assault charges stemming from an incident in August. Uh, I think what we could all take away from this is don't mess with Volkan's girl. That seems to be the story behind the incident. Uh, he's made a post saying no comment, and he has no time for drama. In typical no-time Volkan Ozdemir fashion, interested to see how this is all going to play out, if the charges are going to stick, what this does to his potential showdown with Daniel Cormier. All of that unfolding, we got you covered at bjpenn.com forward slash MMA news. You guys know it's your home for all things mixed martial arts. McGregor might be out till April. This is via his coach. His coaches also say his hands will be more deadly upon his return after all of the boxing work he did in preparation for the Floyd Mayweather fight. Time will tell on this, of course, but... Bad news for the UFC in regards to the pay-per-view numbers. If Connor's going to be out till April. And also bad news for Tony Ferguson. Nonetheless, as this all continues to play out, you guys know where to go, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Tyron Woodley continues his taunting of Nate Diaz, tells him not to be scared, homie. That famous Diaz line. Seems like he's trying to poke at Diaz, get him to sign the contract. He has said that his half of the work is done. Now it's up to Nate if this fight is going to get made for UFC 219, which is coming up very quickly. Uh, My guess is, of course, Diaz is holding out for as much money as possible. And he will hold out until the last minute, until the offer that he's interested in crosses 
his path and he can sign on the line there with, with something that he's comfortable with, something he's happy with. Uh, he's been playing hardball for a while. Got to give him props. He's probably going to get get what he's looking for or close to it. Uh, as he is a hot commodity in the sport, we all know his value. And playing hardball with the UFC has paid off for many people, including Nate, time and time again. Bellator Heavyweight Grand Prix. That's going to feature some huge names. A lot of people are saying it's a a lot of old, washed-up guys, but hey, man, that's not fair at all to me. Uh, Huge names in the sport. And what's crazy is some guys are moving up from light heavyweight to fight in a heavyweight tournament, and they also got matched up against each other, which I found very interesting. Looks like Frank Mir is going to uh, fight Fedor in the opening round. That's a fight that... uh, I think everybody has wanted to see for many, many years. Should be a very fun fight. Frank Mir being one of the most devastating and talented Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists in the heavyweight division, not to mention he carries power in his hands. All-around great fighter, and of course, Fedor being the legend that he is. Uh, This is a fight that I've wanted to see for a while, and I'm fairly certain that all of you have as well. So it looks like that's going to be the opening round. Sonnen versus Rampage. Now, that's a light heavyweight fight happening at heavyweight. Rampage has said that he didn't want to fight a wrestler. Well, looks like he's going to fight a wrestler. The promotion for that fight is going to be awesome. Uh, Rampage knows how to talk some trash, and he's a very funny guy. So I have no doubt that the promotion for that fight will be fantastic. Mitrione, Matt Mitrione versus Big Country. That's quite the fight as well. And the other fight that is basically light heavyweights competing at heavyweight is King Mo versus Ryan Bader. Uh, Very cool stuff from Bellator. Shane Carwin has been very vocal this week and said that he wants to be included as an alternate. And that would be a great addition, not only to Bellator's roster in general, but to make him an alternate. Um, (laughs) And what's even more crazy than that is Rory McDonald has requested to be an alternate for the heavyweight Grand Prix in Bellator. That man is an animal. Um, will he will he get that alternate spot? I don't think so. But got to commend him for uh, having the balls to do so. Moving on. You know, we were speaking, I was just talking about the, the Woodley-Diaz thing. Carlos Condit has come out this week and seems to be baffled by the Diaz-Woodley talks. Um as many of us are, you know, we understand the, the money portion of things, but at the same time, man, you got to keep integrities for these divisions. So again, how, how that all plays out, Carlos Condit returning. That's very exciting news when that dropped a few weeks ago, but uh, again, moving on, things are heating up between Max Holloway and uh, Jose Aldo. Aldo says he plans to smother Holloway. Holloway is questioning all those motivations for the fight. Although it said that he wasn't motivated for the first fight. Holloway's response to that is it was in your hometown. You were the champ and you were motivated. How much more motivation do you need, man? Holloway is not pleased with the announcement of this rematch. However, it's the fight that's gotten made. We'll see if uh, Jose can return to his once amazing form and take out a guy who is clearly in his prime 
in Max Holloway. So I think that's enough. That's enough blabbering from me. Plenty more news out there. You guys already know your home for MMA news is BJPenn.com. I tell you guys every week, make sure you bookmark us. Stay up to date. All the latest and greatest in the sport that we love of mixed martial arts. Hot topics, breaking news, viral videos, exclusive content. Everything you crave, all in one place. And of course, as I've said each week, some really cool technique videos um, that are on the site. From BJ, uh, Henner Gracie, Gilbert Melendez. I mean, the, the, the list goes on. Some of the best athletes in combat sports today with instructional videos on BJPenn.com. We're the largest independently owned and operated MMA news site out there today. We're very proud of that. All you guys make that possible, and we're very grateful to you as well. Um, again, for all the breaking news this week, you guys know where to go, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Everything you crave from the sport you love, bjpen.com. We have got you covered, guys. So give me a minute here. We're going to get our good friend, Platinum Mike Perry, on the on the line live. I believe he is at a boxing match, if I'm not mistaken. It's been a bit of a Mr. International himself, flying all over the place, doing all kinds of appearances, very cool stuff. Much to discuss with him. Hopefully we get him on the line here smoothly in just a moment. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice, the voice of the fans. I'm your host, Kinch. Coming up next, Platinum Mike Perry.
All right, Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show the always entertaining and devastating knockout artist himself, Platinum Mike Perry. What's going on, Platinum? Where are you calling us from today, man? Oh, man, I'm, uh, I'm in St. Pete, Florida at the Coliseum watching my boy Miguel Cruz do work. Uh, High-level 10-round boxing match, man. I think I, it just went 10 rounds, and I think he's uh, going to be 17-0 and 0 now. I think he won. It was close, though. The guy beat him up, like, with some headbutts and shit, some illegal stuff. He was coming inside, and and he split him a little bit with some headbutts. So I don't know if they'll look at damage uh, over time. We're about to find out if he won or not, so I'm excited to see. I think he did good, so. No uh, no, no points taken away for headbutts or anything like that? <clears throat> no, nah, man, and it, it happened a few times in a row. Let's go, bro! Let's go, Bobby! <laughs> awesome, man! Awesome. He's not he's not happy with with the performance. Uh, his opponent did a great job too, and um, it was a hell of a fight, man. I love watching stuff like that. Them guys getting in there. I mean, boxing sometimes when the boxers come to to fight like that, you see two guys who who want it all. And they put it all on the line. They just stood there in the middle of the ring, toe-to-toe, grabbing each other, pulling punches into each other. Like, you know, they grab the waist and then throw the uppercut, pull the guy in, shoving his head way back up in the air, man. It was a pretty intense fight, so I'm excited. Uh, It's also really awesome to see guys up and coming like that that are really, really hungry for the victory. I have no doubt it was an awesome fight. And what a great teammate of you to to show up for him and show him some love as well. It was on Fox Sports 1, too. Matter of fact, it was on. uh, It was Corona Boxing. So it's uh, it's on TV right now. But, yeah, man, I always support my people, and I got a lot of tough guys around me, and that's why you see me do what I do. Absolutely. Iron sharpens iron. So we're just under a month away from your showdown with Santiago Ponzinibbio. How is your camping going so far? And how excited are you to get back in there and create some more violence for the fans? Yeah. Uh, Miguel won right now, just now, man. But uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, go ahead and finish your question. Nah, no problem, man. You got to celebrate uh, with the homies. Santiago Ponzinibbio, December 16th. What are you going to ask me? How is it going to go down? How do I see it coming? Well, no, I was, I, was, I was wondering how excited you are to get back in there and create some violence for all the fans. Uh, oh, my God. I mean, I keep going to these MMA shows. I was in Arizona with my boy in the corner uh, over the weekend, and now I'm here in St. Pete uh, watching my boy go to work, a, a different friend, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm just – I love this stuff, man, this – this is the reason to live right here, to go to fights, watch fights, and, and get ready to fight. I'm so excited to fight. You know what I mean, people always love to come up to me and, 
and ask me what my next one is because they're at the fights and they want to see a real fight, you know? So. Absolutely. It only so lends itself to, to, to your excitement and anticipation for a fight, watching your teammates compete. Uh, you guys all build each other up together, so it only makes sense to me, man. Um, obviously, this is a really exciting matchup, but, you know, being that you're such a popular guy right now, the call-outs never seem to end for you. Has it bothered you at all that these guys keep asking to fight you, knowing that you already have an opponent? No, that's the job, isn't it? Everybody want to fight me because they see a real fighter who's out here winning, and they're mad, and they want to take what I'm getting, but they can't have it because uh, in their life. Now, one of those guys in particular, Darren Till, he's claiming that he can knock you out, and you guys had a confrontation in Poland. Is there bad blood there between you guys, or is this just a fight that interests you, especially since he's called you out now? Of course it interests me. It interested me before he won that fight and called me out, which is why he called me out, because I want to take that O from him. Um, I believe it was taken from me when, in a way that, you know, it's, it's just how this sport goes. Uh, I believe I took that loss uh, in the best possible way and moved forward in the best possible way. Um, it seems to me every time I have an opportunity, I get the most out of it as I can, as was, like, supposed to happen. You know what I mean? I lost that fight, but I still gained exposure and and fans and people got to see another side of me that, you know, maybe I didn't have before I lost. So now that I have that, I definitely think it makes me a lot tougher of an opponent, and especially to someone who still has that O, and there are so many ways to lose in this sport. Absolutely, and as you said, I mean, your success since that loss, you've only been on the up and up since, and, uh, it's, you know, you've had great exposure. A lot of people are after you. You're a highly sought-after guy right now. But without looking past Santiago, is that a matchup that, that would interest you against Till in regards to moving up in the rankings, in your opinion? Well, when I beat Santiago, Till is above me in the rankings, so I don't see why not. Right, right. So, you know, he's above me, and I don't care if I move up one spot, two spots, three spots at a time, you know what I mean, eight spots you're trying to skip. I see kind of that's how the business goes. I I jump up about 10 slots and get to fight Ellenberger or 15 slots. I fought Ellenberger, and then I didn't necessarily move up all the way up there, but kicked him out. Again, what else, man? What can I say? Um, uh, then I was supposed to fight Tiago, who wasn't necessarily a ranked opponent, but someone who had – some popularity and and has uh has a you know a crew behind him that thinks that he is a capable athlete and could beat almost anyone on on a good night for him and but then that guy didn't show up so we got who we got and then I said I could have beat anybody that night I was just the preparation was for a legend and and someone who isn't isn't finishing his career that way so you know I'm just looking to the future uh we got Rafael Dos Anjos and Robbie Lawler on the card on the main event that night we all know that I called out Robbie Lawler we'll see who wins that fight and then of course um 
everybody wants me to smash Kobe Covington now, but he can get somebody else. It doesn't matter if they give me that fight. I'll take it, whatever. I'll finish him quickly and then move on as well. Uh, everybody wants to see the Darren Till fight. We can make that happen. And then um, the Platinum one versus the Chosen one is definitely uh, on the list because that belt has to come home with me. So um, we're going to make that happen. Yeah, you've been marching towards it for, for quite some time now, and you continue to, to climb the ranks, and I have no doubt that, that you will finally get that opportunity in the near future. But you covered a lot of bases there. I guess let's uh, skip ahead. I wanted to get your reaction from the drama that unfolded between Colby Covington and Fabricio Verdum in Sydney. What was your reaction to that stuff with the boomerang and, and being punched in the face, allegedly? Um, well, other than it being so funny, uh, I thought Colby was such a little punk ass bitch. I if I don't care who you are, like care if we're here because the UFC. He was outright attacking him. I'm jumping on Fabrice over Doom. I'm jumping at his neck. I'm gonna try something. I, you ain't gonna attack me. I don't care how big you are, who you are. Uh, and Kobe Covington is supposed to be skilled athlete in the world. He he likes that ref and them there. Don't get me wrong. He is skilled, but. He likes that ref there, and if you can get him out of that mindset that he's in a safe environment when he's fighting in the octagon, it'd be an, an easy win because he showed that he's a little punk-ass bitch, truly is on the inside. Because, like I said, once again, it don't matter who you are. You cannot treat me like that. Fuck that. Shove that boomerang right up your ass. <laughs> but I like Fabrizio over Doom, you know, so... What would you make of uh, the the allegations or the possibility that Kobe's going to be pressing charges against Verdum? Um, I mean, I don't think he is. Uh, I don't think you so. would hope not. Right? Does, you would hope not. Jesus, jeez, man, let's go. Are you kidding me? No, don't press charges. Then you really are such a vagina, man. <laughs> so I, I know you're obviously not a fan of the guy, but but what do you make of his claims that Tyron Woodley is avoiding him at this point? Who? Kobe Covington? Yeah. I wouldn't want to fight him either. It get you a bunch of haters to follow you rather than a bunch of likers, you know what I'm saying? Like, who follows Kobe Covington? Where is he going? He's a terrible person to go to another country and just, I mean, to say the things he said, you know what I'm saying? Uh, damn, he makes me look good. I'm only talking <laughs> shit about my opponent. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking shit. Ab- Everywhere that I've gone as a UFC fighter, everybody has come up to me, and they're, they're so happy that we're there to provide them this entertainment and this good time, and that they can get in- if they can get involved with the fighters, you know what I mean? If you interact with the Brazilians, and then you get out there and you show them a good fight, you're going to... You're going to be something else to the people, something that the people didn't know they wanted you to be. You know what I mean? And something that they're yeah, just appreciated. Have to you gained some fans. Yeah, man, for sure. Not Don't be a fucking dickhead. You know, speaking of travel and, and you know, going to other countries, uh, you've been all, the, all over the place, man, lately doing appearances for the UFC. That definitely makes it seem as though the company really is starting to see the value in you. Would you agree with that? Hey, man, I mean, did you see the uh, issue of Fighters Only Magazine? Uh, for this month, I did not. No, uh, you should go see that. Check uh, 
check out the champ champ and then uh, whose name is right next to his and your boys are centerfold in there. So, uh, Aha, awesome, man. So, you know what I mean? That's cool to me, man. I'm appreciative of that. And I'm just going to shine. Uh, the magazine actually already has me at 12 and one. Shoot, it shows that they know what's up. <laughs> they're, they're reading the future. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so speaking of travel, you were one of the first guys to offer to replace Anderson Silva and fight Kelvin Gastelum in Shanghai. I would assume that, that, that you wanted to fight Kelvin after what he said about you fighting Santiago. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's what it was. He was talking shit on Instagram, stepping out of his way to be like, oh, you know, saying, well, that's cool. He's rooting for Santiago. That's fine. Root for him if you want to. I'm going to beat your ass one day, too. You know what I'm saying? So, well, it looks, we'll see uh, the Michael Bisping fighting him should be pretty good. I don't know. I don't see Michael Bisping winning after GSP, you know, choked him out. I mean, it was a – Michael didn't have a terrible performance, but GSP was point fighting his ass off until he started getting cut up from the bottom with elbows. But we'll see where it goes. Like you said, everybody wants to fight me right, and then there's some people, if you talk shit to me, you might earn that fight. So we'll see. Absolutely. You know, all in all, you're becoming a very highly sought after opponent for all these guys. And that obviously makes your job uh, easier at the end of the day, right? I mean, whoever wants it can get it. Absolutely. You already know. It's just a matter of if they call, uh, if the UFC calls me to fight and then who right. they offer. I don't say, I don't say no to the first. They don't offer me a list of guys. They drop one name and I'm like, yep. Let's go, because the matchmakers are the matchmakers, and they're doing their job, and I just I take who they put in front of me, and I whoop that ass. No hesitation. I love it, my man. So give us your thoughts on this potential Diaz versus Woodley fight. Do you think it'll happen, and who would you pick? Oh, man. Is that really potential? I mean, that you're seeing Tyron, Tyron call him out now and saying that his, his half of the deal is done and it's all up to Nate at this point. I mean, do you think it's a real likelihood? No. Diaz already officially was like, no, I'm not fighting you. He doesn't need to fight the 170 champ. And the 170 champ doesn't need a lightweight to come up there and try to get him. Uh, you know, we were trying to get him the 185-pound champ. I think Whitaker and Woodley is a great fight. I would or agree with you that we don't, or we don't do that, and Woodley has to fight either apparently Covington because he's like number three, and he happens to be able to wrestle. So, like you see the style matchup, they could defend the wrestling, but it, I think Woodley's a better boxer, so. You know, I don't see that being necessary either. And then who else is there? They can't make Woodley wait until I beat Till. But then Robbie Lawler and Rafael Dos Anjos. But Rafael's only had four fights at welterweight. But he was a previous champion, so maybe they give him extra credit for that. I want to stop him. I want that fight. I think if Rafael is able to beat uh, Robbie Lawler, then... I think me and Rafael should fight. If not, I'll take Darren Till and then Rafael. I don't know. Right, just stack them up. You'll knock them down. It, it does. The, the order does not matter as long as the belt is the is the final end all be all for you. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's not even the end. That's the beginning. Right, Once right. The beginning goal, of a new chapter. That's the beginning. Yeah, damn straight. Damn straight, my man. But hey, man, All I'm right, gonna so- I'm gonna get out of here and go celebrate with my boy. He got that victory, standing 17 and 0, and I wanna talk to him about it. For sure, for sure. I'll wrap this up for you right now, man. Getting back to the fight. Um, what can we all expect to see for the original victory dance from you? And uh, uh, what do you give us your uh, official prediction for the fight? Look, I'm thinking a little James Brown. <laughs> a little James Brown, I'm going to lay him down. Just like that, man. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I'm going to be too smooth. <laughs> All right, awesome, That's Platinum. It. We greatly appreciate the time, man. Go enjoy the the fruits of your friend's labor and being a good teammate and all that. We hope to catch up uh, before the fight goes down, and uh, you have a great night, man. I appreciate you guys from BJPen.com and uh, man, shout out to Miguel Cruz who won tonight, and um, thank you to the UFC and everybody else. Looking forward to uh, December sixteenth on Fox Sports One, me versus Santiago Pinocchio. Let's get it. <laughs> awesome, man. Looking forward to it. You have a great night, brother. Good night, bro. Peace. <laughs> Pinocchio. That's awesome. So, got to give him a ton of props for coming on the show while his friend just won a huge huge boxing match. Um, I had a few more questions I wanted to ask him, but I think we covered all of our bases. Always entertaining. You know, you can see the contrast between a guy like Mike Perry and a guy like Colby, right? So Colby's taking the heel angle, playing it hard. It might backfire on him. It, it seems to have backfired on him a bit in regards to, like, the stuff with Fabricio Verdum. But Colby's constantly in the headlines. Really good bargaining chip for the eventual title fight that he would like. However, Mike, Mike Perry comes from humble beginnings, worked his ass off to get where he's at, takes on all challengers, devastating knockout artist, very marketable in and out of the octagon. And I, I really wanted to ask him about the, um, the vlog he's been doing. Um, I believe it's called Platinum Life. Uh, it's really cool, cool stuff. You guys should check that out uh, on YouTube, on his Twitter, um, at Platinum Perry on Twitter. Uh, so again, great conversation with him. Very much looking forward to the fight with Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, coming up December 16th. Uh, as he said, that card will be headlined by Robbie Lawler versus Rafael Desanos. You can expect Mike Perry to call out whoever wins that fight. And, of course, there's a ton of matchups to uh, to put him in. Everybody wants a piece of him, and it, it seems like he will take on anybody uh, that the UFC calls and, and offers him. So uh, very much looking forward to the fight. A lot of potential with him, as you've heard us discuss on the show many, many times. And uh, always a pleasure to speak with Platinum Mike Perry. So moving on. So far, been a good episode of our Turkey Day extravaganza, if you will. The abridged version of BJPenn.com radio. On a different night, for sake of Thanksgiving. Like I said, though, let's keep it moving. Coming up next... The legend, Hall of Famer, prodigy in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, with the moniker The Prodigy, my boss, awesome guy, one hell of a competitor, 
and he's been always been one of those uh, shining lights of of uh, raw emotion and talent throughout all of his years of competition. As I said earlier, I'm talking about our boy BJ Penn. Had a good conversation with him. Lots of interesting stuff in this conversation. Um, seems like BJ, you know, uh, bit his tongue a bit, being a reserved gentleman that he is. So, again, a lot of props to BJ for coming on. We always appreciate talking to him. Lord knows it's always an honor for me to speak with him. And uh, we won't waste any more time. We'll jump right into it. This is BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice, the voice of you guys, the fans. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Coming up next, the captain himself, BJ Penn. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show a, leg- a living legend of MMA, the big boss man himself, the prodigy BJ Penn. What's going on, BJ? How is life on the island right now? Hey, what's going on, man? Glad to be on BJPenn.com radio. Um, uh, yeah, everything everything's going good. I'm just uh, been over here, um, just doing the doing the doing the tarot and making poi and. Just doing that and just uh, raising the kids, hanging out. Keeping traditions alive, my man. Yeah, trying, trying. <laughs> so before we get into things, man, I wanted to ask about the video of your daughter's rolling that you had posted not long ago. Are they showing a lot of interest in jiu-jitsu? Or, or you know, do you think uh, oh, there's uh, a possibility of them competing at one point? Um, I don't know. Nah, they just do it for us. Uh, just for fun, they 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 don't show too much interest, but they they ask about it once in a while. But uh, yeah, I don't want to push them too much, so I don't. It's up to them. Now, are they still kind of too young to really understand like your everything that you've accomplished within that realm, or? Um, well, the, well, the nine-year-old knows that that I was um doing the fighting and stuff, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what they know. Right, right, right. So listen, last time we spoke was just before the Seaver fight. There's plenty of topics that I'd like to cover with you, but if you could, man, just give us an idea of, of where you stand in regards to competition at this point, and have you made any decisions? Um, you know what? I'm uh, I'm just hanging out. I'm just relaxing. I haven't been uh, <clears throat> I haven't really been training or anything. Um, she's I don't know. Never know what the future holds, but. I'm just uh I'm just hanging out. Maybe maybe I'll start training for fun again and uh just uh, just getting back into it for fun. We'll see. Yeah, see where it goes from there. I completely understand. So, what was your camp like leading into it? I mean, did you feel like you were firing on all, all cylinders before you got in there? Um you know what? Uh I I did I had, I had Marinovich down here. I felt I felt I felt pretty good. You know, I I felt uh I felt I felt like I was moving pretty well and uh I was uh, kind of making some uh, some uh, flashbacks to like uh, you know like um, putting some good combinations together or or, or having some good uh, having some good stuff going for me. But yeah, I always like working with Murinovich. We were working a lot of the speed stuff and agility stuff. So it was I, I did I did like that aspect of the training camp. Yeah, you had some success in there early. Uh, obviously, the uppercut knockdown. Uh, we all jumped out of our seats for sure. Um, but you know, I've always maintained on the show, man, that, that the media and the fans alike, we really have no position to say when a guy should or shouldn't retire MMA athletes, you know, you guys give so much to the sport. And, and while I think it's up to coaches and family to maybe be the voice of reason sometimes, I also think that every one of you guys should go out on your own terms when you want to, 
Uh, that being said, do, do you still feel the fire to compete at all? Jeez, I don't know. I don't feel the fire to compete right now. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of, just hanging out, and um, I don't know. I don't want to scare anybody and say, "Yeah, I'm fighting again" or anything, you know. Right, but, um, right, right. Yeah, you know. I mean, if I was knocking out guys in the gym all the time, then maybe I'd be thinking about it. But I'm gonna go back and start training for fun, and and I don't know, just enjoy myself. Just, uh, just take it easy and enjoy myself. I do see though that there's, you know, there's. There's awesome people. I don't know if they just took better care of their bodies or whatever, but you see them. There's people in their 40s. I mean, one or two years older than me, or much, or even way older than me. You know. So, but it is. It's about fire and it's about that burning, burning drive and that burning desire on the inside <clears throat> to want to be someone, want to want to be something, make a name for yourself. You know, gain some respect, make a life for yourself. You know what I mean? That is a big part of of the whole thing so you know um when you do get to get when you do get to the when you do reach all your dreams that you ever wanted to reach you know i guess i guess that's when the fight begins right right and and no and no pressure and no pressure to answer on this directly it's just something that i figured yeah. we could we could discuss a bit no 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 it's, it's good it's good it's good to talk about it though it is no. It is. It's good to. It, it is. It's a man. This is. This is. It's an amazing sport, and there's some amazing athletes out there. You know. For sure. For sure. I, I think. I think that a lot of us would like to see you uh, in, in submission-only format, like an EBI or a submission underground. Is that something that would pique oh, your man. interest? Oh, we'll see. You never know. But I, I haven't been grappling as much, you know, uh, in the past many years. I guess I've, I've been doing more uh, stand-up fighting and kind of like trying to take someone to the ground or whatever but i haven't been uh i haven't been grappling as much as i used to but you know i'm i want if i go and i just just train for fun right now we'll see me retrain for four four or five months and see how i feel and you know just take it from there we'll see how i feel next year absolutely maybe, maybe you never know maybe maybe i'll do some grappling we'll see yeah never say never that is for sure man yeah that right you can't say never say never about anything there's so much things going on so moving on, I wanted to get your take on some of MMA's hot topics right now. But first, let's start with uh, Anderson Silva. Anderson and yourself, you guys have always been uh, been good friends, had great mutual respect for each other. What was your reaction to him being flagged by USADA? Um, you know what I I do I you know me and Anderson are, are always got along great. You know, so I feel I feel bad to see this. You know, I feel, I feel bad to see um this happen to to anybody. You know what I mean? But um. Yeah, you know, it's just that's just that's just how things are now. It's 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 weird the whole thing with with uh with Sada and everything. Um it's uh man, it's just yeah, not, a lot of guys are a lot of guys are getting flagged and you know, it just does trip me out about what um I want like like Usada, like they 'cause they first they came in they do other sports. I think they they gotta start getting more hip to this sport. Like in, in different things, like um, uh, like my last uh, the, the last time I went to go uh, fight, cause they, I ended up getting flagged for an IV right at the beginning, and I and I really didn't know that. I thought the IV was about uh, putting on weight, you know. And um, but the last fight, when I went to go fight the last fight, I go out there, and uh, as soon as I get to the arena, they're like, "Oh, let's weigh you in." So I weigh in 154. I think I made 146. Uh, weighed 154, and then after, right after the fight, 
I'm walking out of the ring and my coach tells me, he goes, yeah, I didn't want to tell you. When Seaver came into the to the arena, they weighed him. He weighed 172. And, and he, but he didn't want to tell me before the fight in case I maybe tried to throw me off or something. So he didn't really say anything. But after that, just thinking about it and like Usada, like, I think they just got to get more hit to the sport of and what's going on with everything because like, I'm like, okay, so look, if I put on eight pounds after my weigh-in, you know, I'm eating everything I can, I put on eight pounds, and someone gets up, weighs in at 145 or 146 and gets up to 172 pounds, there's probably in, maybe this guy took an IV or something. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I think, I think, and, and I, I talked to him, I'm like, oh, so how how can you tell, um, like, like, say if, and I, I told him, I said, well, what do you think about that kind of weight gain? And they go, oh, maybe he knows how to put on water better than you do. Maybe he knows how to rehydrate better. And that's just kind of like, man, you guys, you guys are trying to do everything, but you still gotta, you still gotta do some better things. For sure. So, 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 wait a minute. So, so, Seaver put on how much weight? I mean, do you think that's possible without an IV? I mean, you know, I'm just walking out. You know what? Before the fight. Before the fight, I, I I tell my coach, I go, hey, grab the flag, and he goes, he goes, f the flag, he goes, f the flag, you got a fight in front of you, worry about that, and I, and I was like, oh, I was like, okay, whatever, no big, no big deal, what's what's the change of heart? I didn't really understand what the change of heart was, and we go over there, and then no, then we do the fight, we come out of the fight, and that was the first thing my my coach comes up and tells me, he goes, yeah, hey, I see him when he's as soon as he walked into the arena, he weighed 172. That's exactly what my coach told me. He said he was outside. He saw the other guy weigh in, and he told me he told me he just he just he didn't want to tell me before the fight. Yeah, so, throw throw you off but, like you but, said. But, but 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 no, but that's what I mean. Like if if Demetrius Johnson weighs in at 125 and comes back in at one 185, he probably took an IV or something, you know. Not that I'm not saying Demetrius. I'm just making an example. You know what I mean? If someone puts on a, a certain amount of weight, I think those are the kind of things Usada has to, you know, Usada has to um, kind of figure out, figure out. Because I don't think that, that I don't think they have a way to even tell if somebody took an IV or not. I don't think they have a way just to look at their arm and see if they have a hole in their arm. You know, I I, I don't know. I I think that's the only way that they can tell. That yeah. somebody took an ID. Well, it's, it's if they have a hole in their arm. Well, before the before the fight, um, Seaver's doctor came up and introduced himself to us, and then that was kind of a surprise that he had a doctor with him. But I guess anybody with it, but I don't know if he was who who he was, but he came up and in um, just in a, introduced himself or whatever. But yeah, it's just I, I I don't think they they're getting they're getting close, they're getting better, but I think they still. They, you know, more hit to the sport because when when Lance, when they're looking to get the guys in the Tour de France, I mean, those guys aren't trying to rehydrate and put on um, for a performance advantage. You know what I mean? Put on a bunch of weight. They're trying to stay as skinny as they can and go up the hill or whatever on the bike. You know. Now, I think just certain. Did you get a chance to, to mention any of this to Jeff Nowitzki? And if so, what was his reaction? My my reaction to the reaction to um to everything was that um we looked for holes we looked for um anything on his arms we didn't see any holes on his arms and um uh, maybe he's just better at rehydrating than you are. Wow, <laughs> and, 
And like you said there, I mean, t- Tour de France, things of that nature, I mean, there's got to be a better way to monitor weight gain. I no, mean, but yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I, mean, I thought, I figured that's why they did it. I figured that's why they did the pre-fight weigh-in, to check that. And it's crazy how, because I went to a, um, I went to that place in, in um, me and Diego Sanchez went down to that place in, in, uh, in Texas, and then they kept telling me to take the glutathione IV, but I was real nervous to take that IV because I didn't. I was like, yeah, I don't know, you know, they got this this new thing with SADA. I don't know if I can be taking any IVs. And then they were like, come on, take the glutathione IV. It'll be good for you. So so I ended up taking it. And then I told Usada I took it. Then I get busted for taking it. But really, they don't even have a way to. They could tell if anybody took an IV. Yeah, right. It was. I mean, it was your own honesty. The closest way you could tell. Yeah, no, I think the closest way you could tell is just how much weight the guy put on after the after the weigh-in. Well, That's the only way you can tell well, you know, con- cons- how much weight he put on. C- considering that you yourself were suspended over an IV, and you know, not to mention that it came from your own you know, honesty. The irony, the irony, the irony of it, yeah. And yeah. then to look back, to look back and then see somebody somebody gain so much weight, and then and then we saw that tell me, oh, it's just because he knows how to put on uh, more, more uh, rehydrate better than you. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what do you what do you think should have been done about this, in your opinion? Should they have investigated no, I harder? Know. or? I, I don't know. She's just whatever, whatever, whatever Usada does. Yeah. Whatever Usada does is supposed to be, well, supposed to be done. But then I just, I just think this is where Usada has to up their game, you know, and, and, it's like people are using performance enhancements right after the weigh-in, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, this seems to be an ongoing issue with Usada. You know, they appear to play some favorites with some athletes and, and throw others, you know, throw the books at other guys, and it all seems to come down to money. You know, like for instance, with uh, the Brock Lesnar situation with Mark Hunt, UFC 200. What do you think the solution is? I mean, should Usada take its own place as a governing body and not have to answer to the UFC? Man. You know that's a that's a serious question right there. Um, I don't know, man. They, yeah, it's just I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think I think I think they're doing their best. So I, I think I think they're trying to catch guys for sure. They're trying to catch guys. They just gotta get um um just get a little more comfortable and um they uh but but it's true. I mean if um. You know who who wants who wants all your all your big stars to go down. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean the the Lesnar Hunt situation is the one that immediately comes to mind. I mean, he was put in the testing pool, clearly must have failed because he failed after. I mean, there was a lot of questions. <laughs> he must have, yeah, I mean, it does make you wonder, poor Hunt, that he had to deal with that because he was on his way to a title shot. I know yeah, it. That's I know why it. I can I can see I see why Hunt is so upset. I totally see why Hunt is so upset about that. Yeah, you man. Know, he was on his way to a title shot, and he isn't going to get compensated now for that. Yeah, and, and rightfully so. He was very upset, and you know, calling Lesnar a juice monkey. I mean, all of that, all of that stuff aside. I mean, you're you're going in there to combat to combat against each other, and any type of advantage that that, that you would have, uh, performance enhancing wise, that, that that should not be allowed at all for the sake of money. But, yeah, um, that's got to be one of the biggest advantages to put on a to put on a bunch of weight, especially the smaller weights, I would think. But you know what? I had no business going on the 145. It was just too 
too um too low too low for me at my age. I I sh- I I don't think that was a good uh good decision by me. I should have never went down to 145. Well, considering all the success that we see with guys, uh, you know, given all of these new weight cutting rules, a lot of guys are moving up to fight at a more natural weight for yeah, them. Yeah, you know what? I I do. I I, I yeah. I always prefer to be more like look more like uh, Mark Hunt when I was out there. <laughs> I prefer to look to have that body type. It always fitted me pretty good. <laughs> now listen, man, this is going to be some pretty big news, and you're likely, you know, there's likely to be some blowback from the MMA community when this gets released. However. You know, I, I think that most of us would agree would agree that you've always been a straightforward guy, with no reason to fabricate any kind of a story. What would your response be to to people that might criticize you uh, against this accusation? Um, no, no. Well, that, now that's all. I, that's all I know. And I, I, I remember seeing. I remember seeing um, when we went to the weigh-in. I was like, okay, I seen him how big he was and stuff. But even if he did look bigger in the in the octagon, I mean. You know, I just all I know is is what 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 dealings I had with Usara. You know what I mean? The um my my coaches who told me when I when I walked out of the ring, he's the one who told me he saw um Siva weigh in pre-fight, and um and they were aware. Um, Usara was aware of what he weighed, and Usara told me, yeah, we're we're aware of what he weighed, of what he weighed, and um you know maybe he just hydrates better than you do. Man. And, you know, uh, ironically, know. and ironically, uh, in, instead of staying with the UFC after the win, Seaver signed with the Russian-based promotion ACB, which is very telling now that, that what you've said about all this. Uh, would you agree with that? Oh, well, I, I don't know. I, I got no idea. I figured he would have been fighting. I, w- I would figure he would have signed again with the UFC. Absolutely, especially with the win like that. So, all very interesting stuff. Uh, man. I mean, I guess, I guess at the end of the day, <clears throat> what more can they do? Maybe, yeah. maybe they need to bring somebody in that's, yeah. that's nah, more you know familiar what, with with the, this the, kind uh, of performance enhancers. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, that's uh, I never just, I never, you know what? I could have um, I could have done more things in the fight too, and I could have, I could have trained better for the fight too, and I uh, I that's why, that's what um, that's why I never really said anything about it I'd be because I was just I could have yeah so so is it, is it seeing stuff more stuff happen with guys like Anderson and things like that I mean is that kind of what made you want to mention it obviously no no um no I was just I was just I just always was thinking that that Usada can approve that Usada can improve in what they do and what they're doing agreed know? agreed there, there's always room for improvement that's for sure man I mean, while this is all while this is all kind of you know mind blowing as it is, uh, anything further you'd like to like to say about it before we move on? You know, I only have a few more questions for you here. No, no, that's that's awesome. That's yeah. great. All yeah. Right, well, I, I wanted to get your take on the situation with McGregor at uh, Bellator 187. W- what did you think of what he did, and should he be punished by the commissions? Uh, do you think he's becoming too much for the UFC to handle at this point? Um. Geez, yeah, well. Yeah, I guess because Bellator is a, it's a it's a pretty big promotion, and um, I guess him running in there with the Hall of Commissions and everything, you know, I guess that's not a good thing. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he probably was just, yeah, yeah, he probably was just having a good time, pumped up, and ended up just running in the ring. Right, right. To meet his friends, forgot where he was. Now, so so moving on from that, as a proud Hawaiian. 
you must be very proud to see what Max Holloway's been able to accomplish in, in his career so far. Man, he's doing awesome. That guy is doing awesome. Great champion. And uh, he's taking another tough fight, too, um, fighting Aldo. Uh, fighting Aldo um, again. So, you know, congratulations to him. Awesome. Doing an awesome job. Have you had the opportunity to train with him at all? No, I haven't. I haven't. Never got the opportunity to train with him. Um, but I, I think I'll be over there in um in Oahu at the um at the at the uh, up there hanging out uh, doing something for Ruka actually, and uh, we're probably we're gonna be watching him fight. Yeah. Cool. So it's gonna be gonna be awesome. Yeah, like I said, I mean, as a Hawaiian, I know that uh, everybody. You know, from the Hawaiian nation, they all appreciate a guy rising rising to the top like that. So uh, pretty awesome stuff to see. And, of course, you know, being a, a former rival of yours, I wanted to get your take on the return to GSP and, and what do you think should be next for him? Should he be required to, to defend that middleweight title? Yeah, um, you know what? That was a huge, huge win for GSP. Um, he... Yeah, he looked good. He looked great on his comeback, you know. He, he, he looked awesome. He was good at that weight. And, um, he, yeah, I think, I think knowing him, he'll, he'll defend his middleweight belt. He likes to, uh, he likes to do stuff. He likes to, um, uh, defend the championship. So, and he's got a great opponent in front of him, Robert Whitaker. Two, two great fighters. Yeah, it'd be a great fight for sure. <clears throat> All right, BJ, you've been more than generous with your time, and we greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, this has been an interesting conversation to say the least, but what's next for you, man? And any, any plans that all the BJ Penn fans out there should be aware of, or are you just kind of taking it a day at a time at this point? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be taking it a day, day at a time and, uh, yeah, just raising the kids and we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll be training, but we'll see. You never know what happens next year. Not saying I'm going to fight or anything, but who knows what's going to happen. Right, right. Again, like we said, never say never. Yeah. Now, in conclusion, man, is there anything you think that we missed tonight or any final statement you'd like to make on this whole Seaver-USADA situation? Nope, nope. Everything's good. All right, man. Talked about it too much, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thanks again, brother. Always an honor to speak with you and and just as much of an honor to represent you and the site. Uh, Any plugs or shout-outs you'd like to get in before we let you go? Um... Just want to say thank you to BJPen.com and all their staff, and uh, you guys are doing a great job. Uh, and thank you to everybody, everybody involved in MMA around the world. Thank you. All right, BJ. Always a pleasure, man. Looking forward to anything that any news that might come out or anything in the in the in the world of combat sports that you might be involved in. Again, always a pleasure to speak with you, and uh, greatly appreciate the time tonight, man. Same here, Kinch. Right on. All right, brother. Have a good night. There you have it, Penn Nation, the captain himself, BJ Penn. Great conversation with him, as usual. Can't say enough about the guy. He's been a consummate professional his entire career. One hell of a fighter. Absolute legend of the sport. I mean, quite frankly, come on. Really cool laid-back dude. Again, can't say enough about him. Very interesting stuff there. Maybe more news will come of this. Maybe it won't. But either way, you heard it here first on BJPenn.com radio, the fighter's voice, and the voice of you guys, the fans. 
So on that note, I'm going to wrap this up. Been a good show, solid show. Big thank you to Mike Perry for coming on. And of course, to the captain, BJ Penn. In regards to Thanksgiving, good old Kinch, I'm thankful for family, for good friends. I'm thankful for the sport that I love that's afforded me these opportunities. I'm thankful for the entire Team Penn, all these great guys that work hard day in and day out to bring you guys the latest news. Bunch of true professionals working hard every day. Can't say enough about Team Penn. Chris, Tom, Justin, Russell, although he, I believe Russell is no longer with us, but nonetheless, big shout-out to Russell, too. Adam Conklin, just joining back on the team. And, of course, the man that manages it all, our boy Scott Hernandez. Big shout-out to you guys, Team Penn. Mahalo. It's a pleasure to work with all of you. Thankful for all you guys. I'm thankful this, for this opportunity and, again, for this sport. All the amazing, amazing personalities within this sport and the opportunity to do this each week, you know, something that I love and um, love all you guys too, Penn Nation. So I hope all of you, in the States anyway, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope you spend it with family and loved ones. We'll be back next week with another great show. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice, the voice of the fans. And make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Google+, all the social media outlets. Bookmark the site, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Stay up to date. Anything breaking, you'll hear it before everybody else will. Everything you crave from the sport you love of mixed martial arts, bjpen.com. We've got you covered, guys. Again, on behalf of the team, big mahalo to everybody, including our guests for the evening. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. I'm out till next week. BJPenn.com Radio. Peace out, Penn Nation.
Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. 
I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.